In this podcast, I'm going to talk about the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks, the characters, major events, and my overall thoughts of the book. In the beginning of the novel, the readers meet Henrietta and her family. We learn that she is originally from Virginia, but moved to Baltimore so her husband could work. Prior to finding out that she had cancer, Henrietta gave birth. Henrietta knew that something was wrong with her body and complained of a knot in her stomach. She was then admitted into the hospital for lower abdominal pain. Since she lived in Baltimore, she was able to be admitted into John Hopkins, which was the only major hospital that treated black people. Due to segregation, Henrietta was treated differently. For example, Black people had to wait in different waiting rooms and different exam rooms. Since they were black, they received different care and they weren't taken as seriously as the other patients. While in the hospital, Henrietta learned that she had an aggressive form of cancer in her cervix. It was missed in her exam a few months after having her baby. The treatment for cancer at the time was radium tubes. The tubes were believed to get rid of the cancer in Henrietta's cervix. I was surprised to learn that 15,000 women died of cervical cancer each year. I think that Henrietta was scared to go to the doctor and that may have been why she waited so long to go to the hospital. I was also shocked to learn that she waited to go to the hospital even though she knew that there was something wrong. While Henrietta was in the hospital, she met George Guy. At the time, Guy was studying cells. He told his assistant to collect cells from Henrietta without her consent. He did not have her consent to do this, but it happened to many other patients too. It wasn't uncommon for a doctor to withhold information from their patients, especially black patients. Doctors believed that these specific patients would be too scared to question the doctor's practices. Unlike other cells that had been collected from patients, Henrietta's cells survived outside of the body. Cells taken from other patients had died. We learned that George Guy shared Henrietta's cells with his colleagues. Henrietta's cells grew rapidly and shocked everyone. The readers learn more about Henrietta's family, including information about her husband and children. Henrietta had five children. Her daughter, Elsie, experienced mental delays and seizures. Henrietta struggled to take care of Elsie and eventually had to send her away to receive special care. Henrietta struggled with sending her away and I can't imagine how it felt. I know that it would be really hard to send your daughter away. Henrietta's husband, Day, had affairs with many other women and contracted STDs that were passed on to her. The STDs can be linked to her cancer. To treat her cancer, doctors radium tubes. Henrietta experienced painful side effects like full body pain and burns that made her skin appear charred. She told her doctors that she thought her tumor was coming back but because her doctors could no longer see the tumor, they told her that it was not. I was shocked to learn that the doctors kept 
continuing to use the radium tubes even though Henrietta was having such painful side effects. I also feel really bad for Henrietta after learning about how hard her battle with her cervical cancer was and the struggles she had with her family. I can't imagine how it felt to know that her husband had many other affairs and that she had to send her daughter away. I think that everything she faced would be really hard to deal with. Henrietta was then admitted into the hospital for a longer stay, and while she was in there, they discovered that her abdomen was filled with tumors. I don't know how doctors could do something without telling their patients about it first. I'd feel guilty and upset knowing that my patients didn't know all the information about the care I was receiving. I also think that it's really strange that doctors weren't taking their patients seriously. For example, Henrietta telling her doctors that she thought that her tumor was coming back. You would think that because um, she had cancer and she went through such painful treatment that they would take her seriously when she said that she thought it was coming back. Almost all of Henrietta's body was consumed by tumors. During her extended stay at the hospital, she received multiple blood transfusions and was kept company by her friend Sadie and cousin Gladys. The hospital decided to put an end to the blood transfusions because they believed that she was using up too much of their blood. When her cousin Emmett heard that Henrietta was in need of blood, he gathered up their cousins and came to the hospital to donate blood. I think that this shows how important family is to Henrietta and her cousins. They stuck by her side and took care of her through the whole process. While at the hospital, the cousins had to wait in a colored-only room. The doctors gave Henrietta a dose of morphine and withdrew her other treatments due to Henrietta not getting better. She woke up confused and disoriented and told Gladys that she knew she was going to die. Gladys informed Henrietta's husband so that everyone could prepare. Eventually, Henrietta's battle with cancer had come to an end when she died. I have heard of cases where doctors have withdrawn care from patients who weren't getting any better, but it just makes me feel really bad because you go to hospitals because you think that they're going to help you and work to their best abilities, and they end up stopping your care because you're not getting any better, and that just makes me feel really bad. Although Henrietta died, doctors still continued to work with her cells. Doctors began to produce more of her cells. A polio outbreak had occurred and Henrietta's cells were used for treatment. Dr. Salt claimed that he had a vaccine and needed to test it on a large group of people. The NFIP, also known as the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis, organized a large field trial where they would work with 2 million children and then test their blood to see if they were immune to polio. Salk's original plan was to use monkey cells, 
but monkey cells became too expensive and he reached out to George Guy for help. Guy knew that Henrietta's cells would be perfect for this trial. I remember reading that some people were upset with the use of the monkey cells and thought that it was unethical, but I also think that although it was unethical to harm the monkeys, it's also unethical to use Henrietta's cells, especially since she's died and they didn't have her consent to take cells from her in the first place. George Guy knew that Henrietta's cells would be perfect for this trial. Unlike other cells, Henrietta's cells didn't need a surface to grow. George shipped the cells to Minnesota where they began to grow in an incubator. Her cells were the first cells to be shipped by mail. These cells helped prove that the vaccine was successful and could help cure polio. Her cells were then sold and were available to anyone who was willing to pay $10. I think that $10 is not enough money to be paying for somebody's cells. I know that money was different then, so $10 would be considered a lot, but I don't know, it just sounds weird to me. Henrietta's family had no knowledge that her cells were being sold. I feel like her family should have been told some type of information since her cells were just being put out there for anyone. These cells were used in labs internationally. Chester Southam had the idea that working with Henrietta cells could possibly infect the doctors handling them. I think that this is kind of a strange idea, and I think that it's a weird idea to have, especially since doctors work with so many strange medical cases almost on a daily basis. But at the same time, I could kind of see why he might have this idea because Henrietta's cells were unlike any other cells that people had seen. To test this theory, he injected the cells into can cancer patients without their consent. He then injected them into prisoners to test it on healthy people. The healthy patients seemed to be resisting the cells. Many doctors found ethical issues with injecting patients with cancer cells without their consent and resigned from their jobs. They had sent their letters of or their letters to the press so that they could be published and other people could be seeing the um, unethical practices that doctors were performing. The Lax family didn't have access to information about their mother or sister Elsie, who was receiving special care. We learned that Henrietta's cells were sent into space and grew while normal cells died. British scientists created a hybrid with mouse and Henrietta's cells, which led to a breakthrough in other studies. I think that it's crazy how just one person's cells could lead to so many medical breakthroughs and different discoveries. George Guy had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Similar to Henrietta, he wanted his cells 
to be removed and studied, but his cancer was very bad and his team performing the surgery decided that it was best to not take any. Guy didn't like this and he didn't want to accept the fact that his cells weren't going to be studied and could possibly not have such um, a huge impact on the medical field like Henrietta's cells did. So he decided to contact cancer researchers asking if they needed a patient to experiment on. Guy spent the time from his death traveling to receive care. He went to the Mayo Clinic, Sloan Kettering, and John Hopkins. Guy received a Japanese drug that made him very sick and chemotherapy that involved a drug that was not approved for use in humans yet. I think that Guy's past actions show that he didn't think much of the drug not being approved because he's shown that he doesn't really care what other people think or he doesn't really care about doing what's right. And we saw that when he was taking care of Henrietta and his other patients and didn't make ethical decisions like not receiving consent. Guy eventually died from pancreatic cancer. Before Guy died, he told his assistant to reveal Henrietta's name to the press, but she didn't. When writing an article dedicated to Guy, a doctor pulled Henrietta's files and discovered that her tumor may have been misdiagnosed. Although the original diagnosis may have been incorrect, the treatment she would have received wouldn't have been different. Henrietta's real name was revealed in the press to the press in a small newspaper, but since it was small, only few people saw it. Many more articles were published, but Henrietta's name was incorrect in all of them. I was shocked to learn that no one spoke up sooner to correct, to correct Henrietta's name in those papers. Overall, I think that doctors at this time were more focused on making medical discoveries than actually healing and helping their patients. They didn't make ethical decisions and went behind their patients' backs. Um, many of the doctors that were talked about in this novel, um, a lot of them were all doing unethical things and not receiving full consent from their patients. Today, that wouldn't be tolerated and would result in a lot of trouble and the doctors would probably lose their license and would no longer be able to practice medicine. A question that we can ask ourselves is, would Henrietta's treatment have been different if she was white? I think the answer to this question is yes. Henrietta's complaints about pain were dismissed and not taken seriously. I think that if she was white and a man, her case would have been taken had would have been taken a lot more seriously. As I said before, black patients during this time 
weren't taken very seriously and women also weren't taken seriously so i think that the combination of being white and a man her case could have been very different and she may have received different treatment and i never thought about how race and gender could affect the care someone received during this time this novel opened my eyes to many issues that happened for example ethical issues like guy taking cells without consent or cancer cells being injected to healthy patients without them knowing today we have to be informed of all things occurring during our procedures and appointments at first i was confused by the title of the book and the world and the word word immortal being in it after reading that especially after reading that Henrietta had died. After completing all these signed chapters, I now understand and think that this is the perfect word to describe Henrietta and her cells. Henrietta's cells led to many discoveries and advances in the medical field. In this story, it says that her cells helped create the field of virology if Henrietta was alive, she would have been tr- alive today. She would have been treated very differently and received different care and may not have died. But if it weren't for her, we wouldn't have the medical knowledge that we have today. I think that it's sad that she had to die, but she saved so many lives because her cells provided us with so many with so much information. I think that it's really interesting how one person's cells have have had have helped us be, make so many medical advances. Overall, I think that this book was really really good and had a lot of good information. It definitely opened my eyes to things that I didn't necessarily think about before. Like I said, how race and gender impact care and I think that I probably wouldn't have read this book if it wasn't assigned to me for school but I'm happy that I did and I was really interested throughout the whole book.